everybody. My name is Damon Lewis. My name is Andrew Fritz. Andrew and I'm Fritz, Sean English. Sean English. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you're for, uh, watching Surf the Astral. Uh, today we have uh, Sean English on. He's been astral projecting for about 40 years. He is a moderator of the Facebook group Astral Projection Lessons. And uh, yeah, we're excited to have him on today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to be uh, on the show with us here. Uh, go ahead, Damon. <clears throat> No, you you queued up. You queued up, Andrew. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, could you just tell us a little bit about? Um, you know, I'm always interested in how people started this journey in just out of body exploration, um, and then maybe kind of what that looked like when you started it, and maybe um, where you're at now with it, and how that's uh, evolved for yourself. Okay. Um... When I was nine years old, I accidentally found myself in a place I'd never been before. Uh, it was just so real, so perfectly like I was there that I knew it wasn't a dream. Um, I found myself on this gray cobblestone plaza that stretched to the horizon. I remember kneeling down and looking at the stones and touching them and feeling the grit and dusting the grit off as I stood up. It was just so real that I was there, you know? And uh, it was back before internet, so I didn't know what to call this place. Um, so I was like just scanning around and as my thoughts were trying to jump into my head, like, okay, what do I do here? What, what is this? Uh, images that start to form, but then they go away because my thoughts were like jumping to something else. And uh, just the intensity of the, the experience brought tears to my eyes and that woke me up. And uh, there's some other stuff in there. But uh, then I spent about two years trying to figure out how to get back in there. Nothing in the library because I didn't know what to look for uh, pre-internet. And uh, so just playing with my mind, playing with dreams, playing with finding that medium between dream and awake. And then I found my way back in. So by age 12, I'd finally found how to consistently get back in. And then I found myself on the etheric plane, stuck on Earth, checking stuff out for a couple of years. And uh, decided, you know, what's out in space? Finally got off of Earth and out there. And I don't know, I just kept. And this was a almost nightly. If you're going to sleep anyhow a 30-year life away, might as well do it on the AP. <laughs> right, yeah. I agree with that. So, Can you talk about, um, yeah. uh, and that seems to be um, maybe common, I'm not sure, but um, when you get to more, be more comfortable being out of the body, kind of going out more, um, you know, what was it like just, you know, going beyond earth? Like, what was it like exploring 
um, beyond that, can you maybe just describe that a little bit, what that was like for you? A very intense um, exhilaration, adrenaline like you wouldn't believe, uh, especially to a young teenager. Mm -hmm. um, and roller coasters don't have anything on the experience of just launching without a vehicle. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Colors, sounds, and they mix. So you can like taste the experience of seeing something or um, I don't know. It, the senses just all kind of meld together into certain experiences and just the intensity was just mind boggling. Hmm. And, and were so, these ex ex experiences um, as a teenager, was this spontaneous or was this you were inducing these or combination or? A combination. Usually I was inducing them, but if I wanted a week off, I'd still end up going there. So, but yeah. Go ahead, Damon. When you were, when you're going into uh, outer space, is there any, uh, you visit like, a, you know, different planets or uh, how, it, it was there physicality to, to the space, like visiting each planet or was it more of like a, a different dimension, like the astral realm? Uh, you know, what, what was your experience there? Well, at first it was more of the physical side of reality. Um, I wanted to go to Mars. I made it to the moons. <laughs> I didn't actually get to Mars, but uh, and I visited a couple of the moons around Jupiter. And I just launched out into space, trying to see what's in the center of our galaxy. And uh, just light everywhere. And then it kind of turned and became more of the, I don't know, the, I don't know if you just consider it more uh, etheric side of reality to see beings of power or whatever. And I don't know, I'd call them gods or whatever. Um, I don't know. It, you see more the energy side, the vibrations, the, the, the frequencies, and still everything's mixing in between in with your senses. And uh, you can see along the spectrum further in both directions. Uh, so looking at a, uh, a nebular cluster, you're seeing the snaps of energy and, I don't know, it, trying to bring back words of your experience on the astral is very difficult. <laughs> right. Um, so when you're going off into these journeys uh, early on, um, you know, what was it like your first time just encountering, you know, different types of, of beings? What was that, um, that experience like, or how did you communicate or? <clears throat> uh, so when I was nine years old and found myself in the cobblestone place, mm -hmm. um, 
I thought, okay, does magic exist here? And standing before me is now a man, mid-30s, nicely dressed. Um, said his name was Mr. Anubis. For years, that's all I knew him as. Well-dressed, suit-and-tie guy. Um, he'd point and I'd go and we'd go exploring or whatever. Conversation would be either words, but very rarely. It was more of just a knowing. Um, and then about age 14, I think, 15, he appears in full jackal Egyptian god mode. And uh, that snaps me out of my astral projection. I'm at the library and a couple hours trying to figure out who this was. I had never studied up on Egyptian mythology or anything, but you know, here's this being that's showing himself to be an Egyptian god. It, there's a lot of stuff out there I don't understand. And did you get a sense that that was else did you one of your guides, like one of your type of spirit guides that was helping you along the way? Yeah, I think he is a guide. Yeah. And I've met a few other people in the groups that have also encountered him as a human and as Egyptian jackal. So, yeah. So I think he's a guide for whoever is really delving into the underpinnings of what's going on out there. And that's what I try to do is try to understand what's going on. It escapes me. <laughs> <clears throat> did uh did any of these guides along the way did they give you any specific information as to you know trying to sort of advance yourself or something that would help you out or you know, something yeah like um i was i was an outgoing kid for a while and then i just snapped and went into the shell of you know not wanting to communicate with anybody at all and through the AP, I was learning to have faith in myself and uh, not be as timid as I had become. So, yeah, it was, it was, and, and knowing that you can screw up in life, but it's not really going to affect your energy in the next time around kind of thing. I don't know. I don't believe in the karma thing, <laughs> not by what I've seen out there. So. Cool. And, um, and kind of, yeah, so I just kind of moving more towards present time. What is, maybe could you talk about your, what our experiences are like now, if they're different from, um, you know, how things started off. Um, and maybe, uh, do you have like a certain practice or like a, a routine or a ritual that you do? Um, or these come very spontaneous to you? Or what could you talk about that? Um, the way I access uh, the AP is 
I've expanded the zone between sleeping and awake so I can get into that hypnagogic bodies and sleep paralysis and I'm wide awake. And then twist and spin the energy body and then recently I've been cannonballing out of my body. <laughs> Just get all the energy going and tuck it into a ball and then drop right straight through the bed. Mm. That's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. And I picked that up from one of the from, yeah, I picked that up from one of the astral projection groups. Mm. Um, like that sounds like a great idea of getting out of body. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what I'm doing now, uh, I, about age 27, I kind of backed off on as many times as I was going out there. Um, just life got in the way and then got married and kids. And now I'm trying to get back into hitting it every Every week now, I'm trying to get out there and trying to get it up faster and faster and get out there more often. But um, yeah, as for rituals, it's just I just get in that zone and stay awake. Don't let the mind go to sleep, kind of thing. Can you? Uh, that's so that's I find that part fascinating because Damon, you just I think uh, you just shared a video about. Uh, like from Nancy Trivolato, is that her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. She just shared a bit of today talking exactly about that. Yeah, about like falling asleep consciously. And um, I think it was in that video, or maybe uh, talking about just what you're what, exactly what you're saying there about like kind of this expanding that um, awake sleep kind of threshold. Can you, can you talk about um, just your experience with being able to expand that? Um, that seems a uh, that's something I'm personally working on, and I think it'd be pretty tricky. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really tricky. Um, what I what I did is pretend you can't move your body, pretend it so well that you actually hypnotize yourself into not being able to move your body. Then you're body understands what you're trying to do and will slip into sleep paralysis very easily actually um and so think about moving your finger but don't move your finger you know struggle like crazy to move that finger but don't move that finger and you just keep going to the next your wrist your arm your chest you, you know all the way through until you're just trying to move every single thing in your body. So you're vibrating, trying to move stuff, but you're absolutely perfectly still. And that's the energy body vibrating, trying to get rid of the physical shell. And just kind of feel it pulsing and surging and twisting and and tuck it into a ball and drop to the bed. And I, I, found, I find the actually getting out is simpler than getting into the sleep paralysis and it still takes 10 20 minutes so yeah, the part of what you're saying about uh sort of like pretending uh, mm -hmm. that sort of makes sense in a physical way between like your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nerve system where uh 
your brain is interpreting things. It's sending out signals and receiving signals. So if you're, if you're sending a signal back to your brain that like, oh, we're paralyzed, it's going to send a signal back out to your body that says, oh, we're paralyzed. Because it's just like bouncing signals back and forth, sending and receiving, just like a, a pain signal. You can block mm -hmm. out pain by telling your body like, no, we're not in pain, you know, like just by blocking that pain out. So then your the communication goes back up and the brain says, okay, we're not in pain anymore. You know, like between the two nerve systems. Very cool. Very cool. I hadn't heard it described that way. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it, sometimes it, for me, it helps to, to try to, we're, Andrew and I were just talking about this, like grounding stuff and like, and where things fit into, you know, like the grounded realistic terms and uh, mm -hmm. obviously using your imagination really works for a lot of these uh, techniques and, and people trying, uh, but also to put some sort of, you know, physicality into it to, to let, you know, for me it helps to know what's happening with my body, to know why it's happening and how you can kind of trick your body so to speak. Right, very cool. Yeah, I, I try to see everything out there as, well, even if you come across an entity, all it is, it's energy. Energy, frequency, and mind, you know, experiencing its reality independent of yours. So, I don't know. I, I've met other human astral projectors out there on the astral plane verified it you know um but you see their energy signatures i don't know how to explain that any better than that and you can recognize them anytime um i was over in peoria and uh walked past this girl and i was like whoa wait she's sending off the right energy i know this person and I said, this is going to sound crazy, but do you astral project? She says, yes. And she goes, I had a vibe as soon as you walked by me that I would know you. And it's just totally random, totally out of the blue, but there's just a vibe. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Um... I guess like in that type of situation, when you encounter, say, another person um, that has a body and is projected and you've encountered them in some way, do you, how do you view them? Like, are they, do you see their astral body? What is that? How do you perceive them when you're, from your perspective out of the body? Uh, that particular individual is just, she was just energy. Um, kind of a clear silhouette of human but um some people are solid some take on other types of avatars like and i've seen a mech suit out there um when i was a child i kind of felt i was childish on the ap so moving amongst all these adultish people I created a 20 something in a dark blue robe. And that's what I've been all, ever since. Um, 
here about two months ago, a lady in one of the astral projection groups texted and said, I saw one of your drawings of your experience. And she said, I recognize you from out there. And she said, thanks for the shield. Oh, okay. I was uh, astral projecting onto a planet where good and evil battled against each other. And I saw some warriors down there getting swamped. So I put up a shield over them. And I sent her a picture of what I think my shield looks like. And she goes, yep, exactly. So we are out there and we are connecting. And it is very, very cool that she saw my drawing of me in her blue robe and said, I know that person. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) reached out and that's pretty cool. Pretty neat. That's awesome. So with with the uh, Astro Projection Groups, how, how long have you been a moderator so far? Um, probably two months on one of them and maybe a month and a half on the other. Okay. And I'm sure you were a a member before you were moderating. Yes. So one of my questions would be, do you have a sense of like some of the most popular questions? I think, I think people watching this would be happy to like have that chance of, you know, asking you specific questions. What are some of the more common questions, maybe two, three, or even five of the most common questions you get on the message boards or you're answering? And maybe you can kind of relay those, uh, relay the answers, you know? Okay. Um, let's see. Probably the biggest one is how do I come back to my body? Your alarm clock goes off in the morning. You're going to roll over and shut it off. You'll wake up inside your body. It's that, I mean, it's that instantaneous. Um, or just think of your physical body and you're back in it. It's, it's actually harder to stay out on the astral plane than it is to get slammed back into your body. Um, another question is... Is it good or evil to do astral projection? Um, I think it's, I don't know, it's neutral. You can do both out there, but I think there's enough of a sense of, uh, depending on where you're at on the astral projection, astral realm, that it is a positive vibe so doing good is better (laughs) uh yeah you could probably do bad things out there but it's like that takes you to a side of the astral that you really don't want to be in anyhow yeah um and i've been to the dark side of the astral realm and it's not fun at all and claw your way back out and start discovering beauty and it it's a tough place to navigate especially if you have fears um, or doubt that pulls you into the wrong side so having faith in yourself and your abilities just a, a hunger for exploration that's 
Got to keep you out of the dark. Um, what's another question? I think a big one is people ask, can you be possessed? Right. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to be possessed, you're going to be possessed whether you go on the astral plane or not. <laughs> I don't think it's, I think it's more of a mental thing that you're, and I'm not even sure what possession would be. I don't know. That's a that's a hard one. So, I, I think that the I think that there's a common misconception that like your soul leaves your body. Right. Right. No, your soul's yours forever, and it's your aware, awake consciousness that's exiting, experiencing yeah. everything. But your soul is your soul, and it stays in your body. Yeah. Until you die. Yeah. Um, and you get there from lucid dreaming that's a big one some people say they can some people say it's impossible I have tried for 40 years to find a way out of lucid dreaming into the AP um, that'd be so much easier because I can induce a lucid dream no problem but uh, you have to end the dream and wake up even just so slightly then project and if you read the people's blogs that say no no i went from the lucid dream straight into ap well no they say they ended the dream which means you came out of rem just enough to be awake and aware then you ask for so you have to read between the lines on a lot of that stuff um binaural beats that's a big one. Some people it helps. Some people like me, it doesn't. It actually sends me the wrong direction. Um, and meditation, that's another one. Um, some people meditation works for them. Some people it doesn't. For me, it brought me down lower. I guess some people meditate and it just soothes their soul. Well, when I meditate, I'm negating everything so i'm actually bringing my higher vibration me down to the neutral a neutralness and being out on the ap and neutral is just blah there's nothing to do nothing to see just i don't know i just always tell people if you're going to do anything thinking wise think of puppies unconditional love they're happy they're joyful they're playful. They're investigative. Puppies. That's what you want to be at on the astral plane. You want to crave to find out what is across the way there, you know? And how can I get there? Can I fly? Can I teleport? Can I crawl? You know? Can I swim through the earth? Hey, how many ways can you move your body? Mm -hmm. uh Sean, you were saying uh, you can easily get into a uh, lucid dream. What's mm -hmm. your method for getting into lucid dream if you're able to do so so easily? Um, as I'm going to sleep, I see myself in a movie theater and I get a vision up on the screen. It takes a while, but of what I want to see going in there. Um, usually it's a painting. Uh, hillside what's across what's around the bend of that road right there 
And then you start to get the movie moving towards you as to what's on the other side. Oh, it's a fair. Cool. Get up, step up, walk into the movie screen. And then take control from there. Cool. Or if you're already in a dream, look at something and read it, like a clock or a sign. And then look away, look back, and try to read it again. It's going to be different. Use that as an aha moment and say, I'm in a dream. And take control. Cool. Like that. Yeah, I think the trick is uh, again uh, uh, getting yourself to that point where um, in a certain relaxed, comfortable state, to be able to have that the image be kind of on that screen, so to speak. Is that fair to say? Like being in a certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's easier to have a picture in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an impressionist painting of flowers in a trail going across and around a bunch of trees. I see it quite often. It's on a wall or uh, Paul Dettleson prints. You know, old time town with a red carriage and red barn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's in the barn? You know, get the get the picture in there, and then go discover what's in there, and it kind of gets your brain moving to, and gets the film running actually. So, mm-hmm. uh, those are my my quickest, easiest ways into lucid dreaming. Yeah. Nice. And, and what um, with where you're at now, you said you're trying to get more in, into it, I guess, or what is there mm-hmm. certain goals or interests that you're trying to or just things you want to explore or ways you're going deeper with okay well what can I do with the lucid dream or or what can I do in the out-of-body state or where can I go where I have not gone um are you I guess yeah essentially what are your goals I guess or what are you playing with now well every time you go to well every time I go to the astral realm it's just a random experience. I don't know what's going to happen. It just happens, hmm. which is pretty cool. You get to see some awesome stuff that you would never thought to think about. It's pretty cool until it isn't cool anymore. Then you want to have something that is more permanent, and then you can wrap your head around that permanence and then think, okay, what do I want to do? So I created a, a safe haven just a little clubhouse that I knew, okay, this is where I'm going to start. Just a square room, cube, white walls. That's where I would appear. Every time I got into the AP, boom, right there. Hmm. From there, I'd figure out, okay, what do I want to do today? Let's check out a nebular cluster. Okay, poof. We soar across the universe and find one. Um, Well, that little room turned into a sprawling Greek temple complex and reflecting pools and gardens and towers and it's just it's called Haven and I have met other astral projectors there and I'm actually working with a guy that is trying to find it right now and uh, I think he's found it so See if he can actually fully manifest there in Haven. Very cool. 
and I've talked to other people and one says, yeah, I have a castle that, and one says I have a library out on the AP and that's where I go. And some people have uh, meditative gardens that they envision and that's where they're at and they go from there to whatever they want to do out in the astral plane. So it's pretty cool that we've all like assembled something so different, but yet it is our starting spot that negates the randomness of jumping into the astral realm. That's that's definitely a cool advanced tip for. Uh, uh, I think we we've covered some cool stuff. You've you've given us question you know, answers to questions for beginners, and that's right there. Some really cool advanced tip for people who are doing it all the time to start out in something uh you know familiar place very cool mm -hmm. very cool very cool I'm glad to have helped <laughs> yeah. hope it helps somebody yeah i'm sure absolutely mm -hmm. um do you have do you have maybe some tips that you can give or that you do give to people who are uh maybe stuck in certain areas, like they've been trying for a long time, maybe they're stuck in the vibrational state or whatever is like getting over like that hill of I've been trying and trying and trying, but it just hasn't hasn't worked. Yeah, I, I tell people, you know, stick with something for a little bit longer than you think you should. You just want to give up, stick with it for a little bit longer. If it doesn't work, find something else. Um, there are so many different techniques to get out there. Um, and stay away from dogma. <laughs> There's so many misconceptions or theories and a lot of religions do astral projecting of one type or another. So that brings in all kinds of stuff. Meditation, chakras if they work for you great if it isn't working find a different path there are multiple paths to get out there um yeah i don't know it's trust in yourself uh, you have the power and authority to do whatever you choose to do out there don't don't think you need a guide. But if one comes around, sure, snatch one up. Cool. Uh, Andrew, you got anything else? Any other uh, questions? Or? No, I mean, I think that's a good, uh, we always usually wrap up our, uh, you know, with like a, an ending tip. And I think that was I've kind of left actually multiple tips here. So I think that's a great uh, ending point. Cool. Uh, one, one last question for me is uh, if for people who are going to uh, ask, what, what are the two groups that you moderate? You moderate astral projection lessons and what's the other group? Astral projection techniques. Okay. For each group, can, can you tell people who the other moderators are just so like if they're new to the group and they want to try to reach out to a moderator that maybe because one of the things that I find even, you know, like uh, it, when you go to these groups, if you ask a question, you're going to get answers from tons of people. 
and maybe they won't specifically want to ask somebody like yourself who's has definitely got 40 years worth of experience who definitely knows what they're talking about who are the other moderators for each group if you can if you don't mind pointing them out yeah uh with ap lessons uh tommy is the top guy on that one he started it and he's very knowledgeable tommy Hickey. Uh, okay. yeah tommy Hickey. Uh, with ap techniques um simon's very knowledgeable on a lot of it, everything. Uh, and uh, Barklaw, I think. Okay. And uh, Jesse, J-S-E. And I'm not sure on the last name on that one. Carlos, and maybe? Lessons is, I think there's a couple other moderators. Do you yeah, there's that? a couple other ones. No, I don't. Uh, okay. Tommy's the one I normally chit-chat with. Um, okay. I know I Simon that- was in there for a while. But I'm not sure he post. is now. So, I think he did make a post and per, and uh, announced who the moderators were. Yeah, there, yeah. There is a search function in Facebook. If you uh, if you searched moderator, you know, Ash Projection right. Lessons, you find yeah. your post. So. Yeah, just click up on the banner there, and it it should say all members, and then it should separate out the admins from everybody else. Cool. And we go through and we make sure, you know, people that are scamming, trying to get you to send them money and stuff, we, we get rid of those pretty quick. So Great. So you have any uh, any last tips or you think we covered uh, some good area? I think we did. We covered some good stuff. I think so, we covered a lot. So, yeah. Cool. And don't be afraid to ask people or the moderators, can you help? This is where I'm at. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, we'll help you out. Awesome. And, and it's fun. I, I'm talking with people all around the world: uh, South Africa, Nigeria, Egypt, uh, Japan, hmm. Mexico, Canada, everywhere. So it's it's a global phenomenon, and people are coming on board really fast. Yeah. That's the best thing about the internet. That's the thing that's bringing us forward into that next sort of age is everyone did the work in the 60s of bringing that knowledge from like the East to the West and making all the books and kind of, you know, putting out there the first wave of knowledge. And now the internet is just like exploding our possibilities of connecting with each other and sharing, you know, sharing information. That's what we're trying to do, you know, Andrew and I connecting people and bringing information out there. So, so it's good. Very cool. This is fun. So it, it was great talking with you, uh, Sean. We maybe, uh, maybe have you on again some sometime and yeah, uh, uh, hope everybody's enjoyed listening and watching. You've been, you know, watching surf the astral and uh, hope you have a great day and good luck on, on the astral plane. <laughs> Take care. Very cool. Thank you. Thanks, John.